there, I'm Stephanie, the musician, writer, blogger, and your inspirationalist. Welcome to my podcast on today. Have a good one today. I hope this one will encourage you in the midst of our crisis that we are in, this pandemic. So my topic today is, it hit me hard. How do I heal in the midst of crisis? How do I heal in the midst of crisis? A lot of people are probably searching for healing. How do I start my healing in the midst of this crisis? Now, I'm going to say something here, and it's going to sound contrary to what the crisis is, but I'm going to tie it in together. Healing for a person that's abused means mentally and physically removing themselves from the crisis. But... If the abused person mentally, mentally remains attached, being away physically is just going to be short-lived. They'll find themselves back in that crisis of that abusive situation again. Well, you're asking me, how does that tie into the crisis or the pandemic, what we're doing today, what's happening today? How is the abuse equivalent to today's crisis. Well, let me tell you here, there is some commonality that's there. There's some commonality that's in the abusers. Number one, mislead. An abuser will mislead the person that they're abusing with bad treatment. You know, they will mislead them, misguide them to thinking that, oh, everything is okay. Everything is going to be all right. Uh, uh, this is just a crisis that we're going through, or this is just a, a thing that I'm, I'm, I'm going through, I'm dealing with this, I will do better. We will do better. And the other thing they do is they use their power to inflict fear on the abuse. Now, that is what an abuser has in common in most situations. Those are the two things. They mislead bad treat three things mislead bad treatment and they use the power to inflict the fear on the person that they are the people that they are abusing now there's some things that happen that in an abusive situation and that there's some negativity that goes on in that abusive situation that keeps reiterating in that person's mind and if we look at the pandemic that we're dealing with today There's some negativity that that we're we're looking at on a daily basis. And one of them is repetitive words like C-virus, vaccination, death, no end, insight. And what those words begin to do is they keep that fear like a cyclone going through our system. That fear, uh, C-virus, vaccination, death, no end, insight. Those are words that we are hearing And then there's repetitive visuals that we see every day. People crying, bodies being taken in bags, patients in hospitals, beds. And so these things are like repetitive negativity that's going in our minds just all day long. It's like C-virus, people crying, vaccination, death, bodies taken away in bags, no end in sight, patients in hospital beds, they're overloaded, 
We have to make makeshift hospitals. And these things are, we're watching these things on a daily basis. And it's feeding that, ne- our minds that begin to think negativity. Negativity feeds fear in us. And these are things that we're watching daily, on a daily basis. And so we stay on a hype. That fear just remains on the inside. The fear of the unknown. The fear of the unknown. But in the midst of all the negative words we hear daily in the media, on our social pages, how many folks search for pleasant words? Okay, you're going to say, Stephanie, what are you talking about? Pleasant words. How many folks search for pleasant words? Words that feeds positivity in our hearts. The reality is this. Now, we have to face the reality that our future is grim. You know, we've lost billions of dollars. We have to face the reality. And we're going to have to readapt our lives. That is the reality. Yes, we have to do that. But how many folks are searching for pleasant words that even feeds into that part of our life that will prepare us or gear us up to to position ourselves to readapt? How many people are doing that? I like Proverbs. Proverbs is one of my favorite books. Proverbs says this in the book. He says, pleasant words are like honeycomb, sweet and delightful to the soul and healing to the body. Proverbs 16, 24. Healing is knowing that we have hope. I'm going to say that again. Healing is knowing that we have hope. There are a lot of people that are looking at this situation that we're in and they have no hope. They don't see hope. And so what are they doing? Suicidal suicides are going up. Folks are killing themselves. Fights are breaking out in the homes. People are coming against law enforcement when they're trying to protect uh, 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 us from the virus or, or, or minimize the virus. They're coming against uh, uh, the, the, those that are in authority, you know. But he says that pleasant words are healing to the body, sweet So as believers, our pleasant words are this. We remind ourselves to pray. I'm praying for you. We must trust God. We already knew this was going to happen. This has not been a surprise. We do have hope. In Christ. So when we begin to, we're saying, okay, we're, we're, we're spread apart. We can't go to church. We can't do this, but we yet can still, we yet, we yet can still connect with one another via face, Facebook, uh, 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 Instagram, uh, all kinds of social pages, pages and, uh, phone communication, all that we could still yet connect to one. So placing ourselves in a position to hear those sweet words. One of the things that I've done is that when it first started, I was just watching repetitive stuff over and over and over again. And I found out, I found that the more I sit and watched it, I became troubled. And so what I begin to do is that I begin to cut that time and I begin to say, I, I begin to just look at the media, the news, 
to pull out what's going on, where we're at with it today. Uh, uh, look at the numbers, the statistics and all that stuff. And uh, uh, just get the important information. And I shut it down. And I may go back later on that day to see if I get an update on it. And I just shut it down. And so I begin to, to meditate, to pray, to search, to call, talk to friends, talk to people, communicate with people, talk about the word of God. And I find myself being uplifted in the midst of the crisis. So pleasant words is like sweet to the soul. And the other thing is laughter. You're like, how am I going to laugh in the midst of this? I know it may not feel like a time of laughter, but Proverbs said this. He says, a happy heart is good medicine and a joyful mind causes healing. Here goes another thing that causes healing. What are you doing to laugh? What are you doing to bring laughter in your home? You know, are your kids over there on the computer? They're in their own world. You're in your own world and nobody's communicating. Kids don't know what's happening. They see you going out. What's the mask for? Oh, the virus is going on. It's really bad. It's killing everybody. And you're telling your kids this thing and they, they're bouncing around in fear and they're afraid and, and they can't sleep and everybody in the home is tormented because of why inappropriate communications. Inappropriate communication. There are many sites that you can look at that will make you laugh. One of the things that I've done is that when I cut, cut the chase, if I'm not reading and studying, I'm looking at comedians on, uh, clean cut comedians on uh, social media. And just the little things that they're doing, the, the pranks that they're doing and stuff. And it, and it brings me, I'm just laughing and I find myself just into a total different zone. Although I know that crisis is there, but I remove myself from that crisis and I entertain that through listening to laughter. My grandson called me last night. He says, you know, he texts me. He says, uh, I'm bored. Seven more weeks of this, I can't take it. Seven more weeks of this, I cannot take it. So I told him, I said, well, can we download a game and just play back and forth with each other? He was like, oh, yeah. So we, we've downloaded this game, Uno, and we're going to start playing Uno back and forth. But, you know, you have to be creative in your mind. I heard this preacher say that. He said that uh, we, basically we cannot let this socialization, di- uh, this uh, separating, having remained a certain feet apart from other, we can't let that discourage us from fellowship. We just have to learn how to be, to recreate things, to recreate what we do as believers. And the other thing is, the last thing I want to bring up here is music. Music. Now, I'm going to, music, when we think about music, many times an abuser that feeds music into their soul or feed music into their minds, the abuser, they're feeding words like, uh, you know, they're feeding words, negative words in their minds, you know, uh, about kicking somebody's butt or, 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 or just negative, uh, beating up people or robbing and stealing. And when you begin to feed that type of word, those type of words into your mind, it becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of you. But when you take those words, you can take and flip those words to positive words, feeding into you that 
We have hope. We dream this. We dream big. We go big. We open businesses. We do this. Uh, we tap into love. You know, we love one another. When you those words are being fed into you, what happens is that it, beca- it begins to uh, uh, heal. It begins to, to, to move you. It begins to move the soul. Music is powerful. But we must pick that. We must learn to pick the right music that feeds positively into our soul. That's the music that will heal us. One of the kings in the Bible was Saul. Saul was an evil king. He had turned, departed from God. He turned his back on God. And so God caused an evil spirit to, to torment uh, uh, Saul. This evil spirit would torment him. So he, want, Saul was like, you know, he, it was, the tormenting was getting so bad. He would start searching for someone to soothe that. I can't deal, to soothe that, to take, I can't deal with this tormentor. He's tormenting me. And so ends up, he ends up searching and they say, I know this person that plays music, which is David. And David played the harp. When he played the harp for Saul, he was so impressed. He made him uh, uh, his cupbearer. But he was so impressed by David. Because it, why? That music that he played was healing to his soul. So it came about that whenever the evil spirit from God was on Saul, David took his harp and went and played it with his hand. So Saul would be refreshed and be well. And the evil spirit would depart, would leave him. So music is soothing to the soul. Music is healing to the soul. And I'm going to leave this with you. This quote that I said, when a person is hopeless, they are desperate to change their circumstances and will do whatever it takes to make it happen. What are you going to do to make it happen in your life? We talked about the abusive situation, the negativity that goes on in the cri- in the middle of crisis, and we talked about the positive words, the laughter, and the music that heals. What are you going to do? Thank you for listening to my podcast on today.